Oh, you gotta get your hair down. Woo! <laughs> If you're struggling to lose weight, you've probably heard about weight loss medications like Wigovi or ZepBound, and you might be wondering if they're right for you. Meet Plush Care, a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. If you qualify, they can safely prescribe you medication from the comfort of your own home. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. You're listening to Sapman Podcast. Sapman! Sapman! You are listening to episode 116 of Sapman Podcast with myself, Sean Smith, and my good friend, Morgan Richards. Yes, it's me, Morgan Richards. And no, it's not uh, ringing blood. No, you haven't seen an angel of death. This episode uh. is really happening. <laughs> I'm so excited Again, I'd forgotten about that bit Yes, this isn't episode 666 Like it should be, right? And I swear to God We've tried our best to hold it back <laughs> To get as close to 666 as we could But we realised we'd both probably be long gone by then But yeah, this week's guest is Drum legend One of the most inspirational drummers of all time One of metal's finest Part of the big four I could just keep going because I was amazed. I was amazed. When they came into our inbox, do you fancy this guest? <laughs> I said, of course we bloody do. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, non-binary, everybody in the world, this week's guest is the fantastic, fantastic Dave Lombardo. Who would have thought that? Honest to God, what a guest. Not me. We're so me. excited about this. I think we can all say at some point we've done a bit of ear drumming and head banging to countless of his anthems over his career. This guy, over the last four decades, that's 40 years, has been behind the kit to a host of super influential bands from the likes of The Misfits, Mr. Bungle, Suicidal Tendencies... And, of course, his 22-year stint in Slayer. But so many more as well. Like, there's so many bands he's been a part of. We have to ask him at the start of the chat to explain <laughs> his career. So we'll get into all of that in a bit. But, yes, Mr. Dave Lombardo is with us. But what other podcast in recent weeks would bring you Slayer, Less Than Jake and Busted? Well, together at last. <laughs> if it's not the ultimate festival when we get back together, <laughs> Mr. Bungle, Mr. Bungle busted and less than Jake. Yes. What a, oh, that's the sap fest coming in 2022. <laughs> yeah. What a fucking fantastic chap Dave was. I was genuinely very, very worried and nervous beforehand. Well, you hear me get so nervous that I forget a word and then Dave uh, mocks me for a while. So that that was fun. That was fun. 
but yeah, it's just I've, I've again blown away by the fact that you know growing up when you get into rock and metal and stuff, and you know you hear the terrifying Slayer for the first time. I remember you in Slayer for the first time being like, "What is this? <laughs> this sounds like hell in my head, and I love it." Yeah, just one of the best drummers of all time one of the most influential drummers of all time yeah and he's on something podcast. <laughs> uh, bonkers, bonkers. yeah it's, i mean who would have believed this i remember sending you um a voice note to, to say we'd had the offer for dave to come on and it was just a, a weird thing to say i mean i don't think anyone would ever expect dave lombardo and satin podcast in the same sentence but as I said, we're going to get into so much of his iconic career with that 22-year stint in Slayer being in the most famous lineup for that band to everything else in between. And just how he stays motivated, the wild journey, some great laughs, and of course, that new Mr. Bungle album, The Raging Wrath of the Easter Bunny Demo. If you're not aware, Mr. Bungle is the brainchild of Faith No More vocalist and Sean's favourite human, Mike Patton. And they haven't been a band for 20 years, but they've reunited with this kind of super group lineup with Dave and Scott Ian from Anthrax. So, of course, we get the inside into all of that. The drum icon. I mean, it's just it's just a mad one. I even tell Dave my embarrassing Mike Patton story. Yes. And then he tells me something that crushes me. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, it's... It's super interesting. Thanks again to Dave for coming. I, Dave, like Mr. Lombardo, Sir Lombardo for coming on. What a lovely chat. Thank you very much to his team for putting us in touch. And I'm, I'm kind of speechless, which is uh, we, we, rare for me. That, so. that, yeah, that's a rarity. So you know this is going to be a good one. But quickly, before we get into this wonderful conversation, I just want to say, um, if you would like to support this podcast at all in any way, shape or form, because you know we put it out as a free podcast each and every week it's just me and sean that make this we would very much appreciate it if you could go over to our patreon page patreon.com forward slash sapnin check out all the tiers in there and become a part of our wonderful community of super rad human beings that help this thing go in and look after each other yes yes what a fantastic community we've made so far and yeah if you've listened to any of these episodes and enjoyed them Please think about supporting the boys. If this is your first time listening, um, thank you very much. Sorry that we're super Welsh. Yeah. Can't really help back, can we? No. It's just, you know, it's where we were brought up. Um, but yeah, go back and check out some of the other podcasts. If you're listening to this for the first time because you're a Dave Lombardo fan, I'm trying to think of other big metalers we've had on. Winston from Parkway Drive. Max Cavalera, of course. <laughs> how, how dare I forget? And um, yeah, we've had loads, loads and loads and loads of metal on. So yeah, go back, check it out. Yeah, let us know your thoughts about this on Twitter and Instagram at SapninPod. That's at S-A-P-P-E-N-I-N-P-O-D at S-A-P-P-E-N-I-N-P-O-D. Yes, well said, Sean. So, thanks. I think this deserves a drum roll before we get into the episode. Oh, are you um, going to do it or are you going to pull one in? Oh, uh, well, I'm, I was going to make you do it. Fuck right off. No way. <laughs> I was going to make you do it. <laughs> oh, this is it. A drum off. You were doing it, you slave. <laughs> I thought you just... You forgot... Just do you a... You forgot the dynamics. Just here, do right? a rat-a-tat-tat. I thought you could... You go rat-a-tat-tat. <laughs> you was the one who said... What, so you... Oh, really? We go one of the greatest drummers of all time on our podcast, is it? And you want me to just do a fucking drum beat? Listen to yourself. 
you mad it's like having Freddie Mercury on there and you go oh go on Sean just sing a bit of Bohemian Rhapsody for there before we go fuck right off get no get over the podcast Sapnin I'm not fucking drunk you can fuck right off hey it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget check out Quince they've got all the good stuff shirts and polos activewear and fine leather goods all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands and the best part They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Sapnin! Sapnin! What's up? What's up? <laughs> yes! <laughs> yes! This week's guest is a living legend. He is a drum god. He's in too many bands for me to currently name. <laughs> so w- when I finish this, after I've introduced him, I'd love to know what bands you are currently in. But this week's guest is the absolute drum legend, Dave Lombardo. Dave, how yes. are you? <laughs> I'm well, thank you. <laughs> I'm, I'm doing very well, considering, uh, you know, the world's condition. I'm doing great. Yeah, well, yeah, before we start, can you w- w- <laughs> can you name all the bands you are currently in? Uh, let's see, where should I start? Well, okay, currently, okay, I'm with Suicidal, still, still working with Suicidal, because as I add bands, people ask, are you still with Suicidal? What happened to the Misfits? I'm still in the Misfits. <laughs> yes. And uh, Dead Cross, I'm still working with Dead Cross. Uh, I'm now working with uh, Mr. Bungle. And I'm working with another band called Satanic Planet. But that, that's not, that's different. That's, that's me uh, dabbling in, you know, sound design, uh, drum programming, more computer-oriented uh, rhythm, 
Yeah. Uh-huh. And, that, and that's with Justin Pearson then, right? Of the locust. Yes. Yeah. And the leader of this and the leader of the satanic temple in Salem, Massachusetts. Uh-huh. Yeah. And nice. Luke, yeah. Luke Henshaw from, uh, uh, I mean, Luke Henshaw. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> yeah, it's basically, you know, all four of us and it's, uh, yeah. How did that come about? How do you, end well, up- Justin, obviously we're in the band dead cross together and I've known him since, they since he was in the locust opening up for phantomus when we were doing a tour so back in early 2000s and uh he just randomly hit me up and see if i wanted to be a guest on the satanic planet album i didn't know what the music was like or anything so he sent it over he told me it was a a bit uh not industrial but just electronic and so i i've loved electronic music all my life industrial bands, experimental industrial music. And, and so when I heard it, I, I, I loved it. And I sent him back some music, you know, that I created for it or some drums and I structured it. You know, I was part of the composition, you know, working on the composition and they loved what I did. And they asked me, you want to do another one? I said, send them over. I got time. <laughs> You know, we're, we're on COVID time, <laughs> you know? And uh, next thing you know, I, I was, I worked like on 13, 12, 13 pieces. And I only played actual drums on one. So, oh, wow. There. wow. So there's, so on the entire album, you know, there's only one that I actually played drums, but I contributed quite a bit to the structuring and the sound design of the instruments. So, so there's another band and another album that's going to be coming out soon, which yeah. I, I've listened to this album so many times now that I really enjoy it. And I guess it's just because I'm enamored with it. My first actual contribution to the industrial or electronic world. And so I'm a bit proud of it. Nice. <laughs> awesome. nice. Well, yeah. when, when, when can we expect that? I just got the album cover yesterday. Uh, I received uh, two days ago the final mixes. Uh, so we're, I don't know who's going to release it, but I'm sure they're in the, uh, it's all in the works right now. So maybe first quarter next year, maybe by March, maybe by March. I could be wrong. There, there's always delays and, you know, there's always things that happen, you know. So yeah. We'll see. Well, yeah, excited to hear it. But you know, thanks so much for joining us, Dave. Obviously, you, you, you're always busy being a part of so many bands, as we mentioned, and there's so much we want to get into uh, into with this conversation. But just straight off the bat, when living in this kind of time where there's no touring and, and everything with the pandemic, like, do you ever get a chance to relax or is it just work central for you all the time? Because you know, where people are taking it slightly more easy not being on the road now, it, it seems that you've just working on so much more material while you're home. Well, um, I refuse to, to stay idle. I, I, just, I just have it in me. I just have this love and passion for music that I'm always on to the next project. I'm always, you know, I'm always doing something. I receive offers quite often. Uh, I don't accept all of them, you know, but the ones I do accept, I, I put all my heart and, and soul into it. And I'm always thinking and working on something in my own mind. So it's just, it's just my nature. It's my, my energy and, and, and the fact that I just love music, you know, I just enjoy it so much, you know, and it doesn't, it doesn't just stop at music. Just recently I wrote an essay 
for uh, a book that's going to be coming out by the jazz composer uh, John Zorn. Um, Yes, I know. Yeah, he's writing. He put a book together. It's called Arcana 10. And I don't know when that's going to be out, but I wrote wrote a little essay on being self-taught. And which is interesting. So I'm really proud of that. I just finished it up. I delivered it yesterday. It was due by December 1st. So you see, there's always something and um, that always keeps me keeps me going. Yeah, I think I saw I think I saw John Zone and maybe Mike play together. Two thousand four in 2004 in New York City, I think. Yeah, I went to a, a yeah a random gig, and I remember. Well, I went, I went because Mike was there. I hadn't, I hadn't recently, like I hadn't found out about John until right. I just went because Mike was there. Because Mike is literally my favorite vocalist of all time ever. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and yeah, I was just, I was just blown away by it all. Like I just wasn't expecting jazz trumpet. Um, and, uh, and, yeah, and vocals, amazing. it was jazz. Yeah, yeah. And, and vocals, it's brilliant. Sometimes uh, Zorn, uh, Patton, and I will do a trio. And uh, that's that's amazing, uh, you know. So, and it's all improvisation, which is even more exciting than a regular concert because you're on the edge of your seat the entire time. I don't know what's going to happen next and what cues are going to trigger me to do what. So every every improvisation session with those guys turns out to be a surprise because you you just don't know it's like what did we do there that was amazing you know <laughs> yeah. yeah i hope somebody yeah i hope somebody was recording yeah but but speaking of you know projects and obviously mike Patton, you and scott ian have now joined this latest version of mr bungle that band hasn't been together for two decades i mean how did uh, this all come about of, of you two now joining forces with mike and cohen and making making this record it it it, it started very organically okay so uh, we were dead cross was on tour in the u.s and obviously Patton is in dead cross and uh secret chiefs which is Trey Spruance, the guitar player for Bungle, he was opening up for Dead Cross. So right there, there's those two guys. Okay, Trey and Patton. And we play Brooklyn, and Trevor lives in Brooklyn, and he decided to go to the show. And the next thing you know, those three guys are together. And we're, we're chatting in a backstage area, and uh, a lot of people were around, and Trevor just, I I think I asked for a picture or something. Hey, let's take a picture or something. And then under uh, Trevor's breath, he kind of like said, is this the new Mr. Bungle? And let me remind you, this was two years ago, two and a half years ago. We all kind of chuckled, you know, underneath like, "Ah, you know, hey, be kind of cool, you know. Uh, But I didn't know to what level Trevor was actually you know, suggesting this group. And then I, I later realized that it's to record the, uh, the Raging Wrath of the Easter Bunny demo. I wasn't familiar with the music because it's difficult to listen to. But <laughs> yeah. it was, uh, you know, I knew of it. Next thing you know, time had passed, about a year. I text Trey one day and I said, hey, let's put some demos together and, uh, and surprise Patton. One thing leads to another. 
they contact Patton. Patton tells me, hey, man, looks like we're going to put together uh, Mr. Bungle and we're going to re-record, wow. you know, everything. And it's like, yes. So we really, everybody was really excited. Next thing you know, we're exchanging demo tracks and uh, they're rewriting everything. And, and then I receive it. I, I start deciphering out all the musical parts to it, make my own notes. And then they, they said, Hey, we got a tour booked. It's like, Whoa, here we go. And, and I knew the music, I knew the music was complex. It was just beyond any kind of metal thrash metal I've played before. It could, because it, it's just so uh, well written. And so we had five days to rehearse the music. We hit the stage, played, I think seven shows, seven, eight shows, took a couple of days off after that tour and immediately went into the studio which is, wow. uh, yeah, and, and we recorded everything, and, uh, and then COVID hit, mm. you know, and here we are, uh, just waiting. This, this album, you know, we're waiting to perform it live, you know, so it's, it's exciting. Do you guys have plans to tour, like, around now, or? Oh, yeah, there, there would have been more shows and tours uh, booked, especially with the response that we got from uh, from those initial shows. Everybody was really excited and loved it. But now with the new album, people are able to decipher what the hell we were doing on stage. You know, it's a lot easier, you know? Because, you know, when you watch it and you don't have any music to back it up, I mean, well, you do, and it's a demo. It's a little difficult to to figure it out, yeah. you know? And, yeah. And, but uh, we did our best and they loved it. And now with the record, everybody's really excited. And hmm. Nice. Uh, we are yeah. too. Yeah, I mean, yeah awesome no well you should be yeah it's awesome it's it's amazing um yeah i, yeah, I listened to, i listened to both versions today i listened to the 1986 version first <laughs> um which which was mainly top end and fuzz which yeah, yeah. <laughs> there's a lot of uh <laughs> and right. then um yeah and then the well the 2021 is it's amazing it's brilliant um and yeah everybody on it everybody's playing on it is incredible yeah, how did you feel like, like playing some of those songs? Because like I felt, I felt like some of those songs kind of had like, kind of a Slayer vibe, I guess. Prior, you know, prior to you joining the band, and yeah. then was that kind of were you like? How do I describe it? Were you proud or like happy or? Um, I don't know what the word I'm looking for is. Oh, professional talker. Um, yeah, uh, <laughs> Come on. You are a musician, uh, right? What was, it, yeah. what was I saying? <laughs> yeah, that's terrible. Um, but yeah, they got the inspiration. I guess they got the inspiration from you is what I'm saying. So was that, you know, was that a nice feeling? Like, like when you came into writing, were you like, oh, well, I've got these parts. You know them. <laughs> Well, they did a, you know, yes, they, they had told me that they were listening at the time that they were writing the music, that they were listening to Slayer. And they were at the time, oh, man, I wish we had a drummer like Lombardo or something like <laughs> that. Or, you know, playing air, they tell me stories about them playing air drum, driving to a Slayer show, you know, and they were, I think they're like a couple years younger, younger than me. So, uh, when I was on stage with Slayer, 19, 20 years old, they were 17 and, and 16. Uh, they were still in high school. And so, uh, I, you know, it, it's, 
it's definitely flattering and and really That's cool. That's the word that, I was looking know. for. Thanks. Flattering. Yeah, we got it. Flattering. <laughs> flattering. <laughs> Write it Sorry. down, Sean. Write it down. Yeah, yeah, yeah I'm ready. Future episodes. Flattering. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. Yeah. yeah, it was. It, it was. It, and and it still is. And I'm happy to have been able to deliver, you know, what they wanted. You know, I, but I think the 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 big. Uh, I think the point of this, not the point of the record, but uh, for me, the major part of those songs were, or, or the characteristic is how complex they, they wrote them, how musically complex to me personally, there's, there's some amazing musicianship in that band. I don't know what it was, what was in the water you know, up in Eureka, California. I don't know what they were all drinking. They weren't drinking alcohol because they were all straight edge. They weren't doing drugs. They were all, they, they were just good kids, but just they loved playing music. Good kids. Not saying that the ones that are bad, but you know what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah they were yeah. good kids. Because <laughs> uh, yeah. I wasn't a good kid when I was growing up. No. Uh, so, um, they, yeah, yeah, you knew that. Uh, so, yeah, you know, they, they just did a really good job uh, at writing these parts. And it, and it was very flattering that they, uh, there it is, uh, that, uh, that, they, that they chose me to play the parts and um, I'm happy to have delivered, you know, what they expected. Mm. Yeah, and you certainly yeah. have. It's, yeah. it's fantastic. Yeah, and obviously, like, you know, just your relationship with Patton over the years. I mean, you've been in so many projects and kind of super groups and whatever you want to call it, just, just working with them and, and being a friend for, for so many long. Like, how, how different is it getting when working with him compared to any other band you've played with or recorded with before? Because it seems like, Mike's always got something a little bit out of the box that he, he wants to incorporate into something. Yeah, it's, uh, I like it because it's the way I think and feel. I love coloring outside the box, you know, outside the lines, you know, you have to. Otherwise, you get this prim and proper, you know, musical style that doesn't stimulate people like us, you know that are searching for something new and, and different and something just that we haven't heard. And, you know, working with him, I could always expect some, this kind of angle of twistedness, you know, that, that he brings to the table and, you know, as well as the musicians that he surrounds himself with. And uh, so it, it's, it's so gratifying to work with musicians that don't have any kind of fear that are so confident in their position in, in the musical world that, you know, they're not afraid to, to sound different than what you're used to hearing them uh, or, or expecting to sound like all the bungle fans expected, you know, this album to sound, Oh, it doesn't sound like retro vertigo or it doesn't <laughs> sound like, you know, my ass is on fire or, you know, something like that, you know? That's that's Patton for you, and that's yeah. Bungle. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, I, I was going to tell my embarrassing meeting Patton story. Um, Morgan saying no. Oh, never mind, Dan. I won't say it. Never go, mind. Go on, go for it. You already I'm said a, it. Come on, you already I, said there's something there. So yeah, I'm a, ma like, I'm a massive Patton fan. Like, absolutely adore the fella. And my band was playing Soundwave Festival in Australia in 2013, I think it was. 
and Patton was, uh, I don't know why, but he somehow wandered to the side of our stage. And our tour manager went, Patton's over there. And I looked and it came to the bit in one of our songs where, in one of our songs, we used to have a rapper who, who, who rapped originally, but I, I would do it live. <laughs> it came to that part. I looked, saw Mike, <laughs> oh, dropped my microphone, ran over to him and said, <laughs> I love you. Oh, no. I told you I loved you. Oh, no. I got to go. I'm in the band. You watch it. And he was like, yeah, I know. And I was like, ah. And I just wandered off. And I ran back to the band. I was like, oh, no. How did I forget to how to speak to a man? But, yeah, uh, that was, um, <laughs> what a nightmare. But, um, yeah, I think he spent the rest of Sound Riven hiding every time I walked past. <laughs> he was oh, like, oh, no, no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> nice. But, yeah, that was my, um, He's cool. He's cool. He's all right. Cool. Good. Yeah, yeah. Good. It's good to you. I'm glad. Uh, yeah, I'm glad someone's gone. Yeah, I, I didn't hear story. about that story. Oh, there's oh, some guy that just came oh. out. You know, just, I didn't hear it. So you're you're in the oh. clear. Uh, <laughs> I was I was hoping I was hoping you would be like, oh, it's you. You're that weird guy from Australia. He keeps he tells everyone about this. Yeah, man. <laughs> yeah, he stopped mid show to tell me how much he loved me, and then he ran away like an idiot. Fuck me. Oh, oh my god. But yeah, so yeah. But, but I mean, Dave, while, while I have you here, I, I want to touch on a little bit of all these different projects and, and stuff and bands you've been with over the years. But just your general reputation of, of being a kind of drum metal drum icon. I mean, when you get a little bit more time to reflect on all the years gone by and, and, and everything so far, is it is it quite interesting to, to see how much of inspiration your style, especially with the early days of Slayer, on, on drums that has affected like a, a whole community within metal today because i mean if you just there's been so many magazine articles or just things that's creating you as, as one of those key figures it, it's a weird looking back to see how far you've come both musically and, and professionally in that time yes i mean it, it does surprise me it, it blows me away i feel Again, flattered. <laughs> That's it. No, I'm going to be known it. as that now. That's the interview word of the day. Flattered. Yeah. That's it yes. now. yeah. And, uh, you know, it feels great. It's nice. But, you know, I, I refuse to, you know, allow that to get too close to me. I still feel there's so much more for me to learn that okay well well that's nice but there's there's a lot of other stuff over here that you could listen to mm. that's pretty cool you know so yeah i may have may have inspired a lot of people in 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 or a lot of drummers during you know the slayer years yeah you know but i'm continually uh trying to you know uh recreate myself try something different adapt to new styles new music that i wouldn't normally you mm. know take on so um you know that's all great that's that's fun but i'm i'm focused on creativity and putting music out yeah because one of the things i was going to mention is that like you know what does keep you motivated after all this you know you've released so many albums and you've done so many tours and i, I think so many musicians if they were in in your position we'd be like well i can i can hand the drumsticks up there i mean pretty good so is it just all the creativity of new opportunities ex expressing themselves so often that it, it motivates you to to want to go and do more things 
Yes, it, 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 it's a constant cycle. You know, I'll finish one thing. It's like, all right, I'm ready for something else. You know, <laughs> uh, you know I want to try this or, you know, I, I recently recorded a song for uh, Body Count for oh, their wow. recent Ooh. album. Uh, <laughs> I did. I, I re-recorded uh, Colors. It's an old 80s, you know, hit. And uh, but I added the Lombardo style and and that was a lot of fun. I mean, I'm sure some drummers would have said, oh, no, no, I'm not going to do that or it's just not my style or whatever. But, you know, I embraced it and I uh, loved every minute of it. But for me, I, the bottom line or the bottom motivator, the, the main motivator is just my love and passion for music. And I, I you know, honestly, I can't sit still. I, I just I'm always I like coming into my little studio and uh, tinkering around where some, you know, some guy, let's say like would go into his garage and tinker around with his hot rod or something, his car uh, or a sports car. I, I, I tinker around with sounds, drums, beats. You know, I, I just uh, try to stay busy when I'm not working on uh, something like, like for example, body count or, or bungle or dead cross when all that's wrapped up, like everything's basically wrapped up right now for me. So now from now until, cause I finished the essay I told you about, I, I wrapped up the essay that's all delivered. So now it's just me, anything that I want to do. So, and I, and I like those moments. I cherish those moments because it's just my time enjoying my own silence and my own gears tinkering around in my head you know mm, yeah and, and that's the thing i think you have reached a, a stage now where you just try different things all the time you've only got to look at mr bungle suicidal tendencies and misfits for example like they're three really different sounding kind of yeah. bands so and it's different style of playing it's different feel to it it's almost a different audience as well so is there anything in particular you get from those different projects that really excite you for wanting to go back and do, Oh, I can't wait for the next Misfits show because X, Y, and Z or. Yeah. Yeah. Let's say for suicidal Hmm. for me, uh, the suicidal camp uh, is very unique. It's very West coast, very LA, Los Angeles. And, and the, the music, although it's punk in a lot of ways, there's a lot of interjections of a funk style of music. And I love that, you know, they have a a great guitar player, Dean Pleasance. That guy's got so much soul in his guitar playing that I truly enjoy that. And when we do sound checks and, and we just start jamming, I mean, we've jammed Prince's purple rain. Uh, We've done, (laughs) You know, like so many, you know, odd hits just playing around at soundcheck. That, that, that's a lot of fun. And, and working, of course, with Mike Muir. I mean, the guy's a legend himself. So I look forward to that. I look forward to the simplicity. And yeah, it, it's, they're simple, but the melodic aspect of the misfits and, and the melodies of their songs are are they, they impact me a lot because it, it, for some reason a lot of those old misfit songs the original misfits i feel they have almost a vintage uh song structuring style i feel like i've heard those melodies before 
you know, let's say I never heard of a particular Misfits songs because I wasn't aware of the Misfits before. I mean, I was aware of the Misfits, but I really didn't get into the music before I joined the band. Uh, that style of punk, had already, they already had broken up. I was already onto the Dead Kennedys, Minor Threat, Verbal Abuse, all these other more hardcore bands where I really didn't get into the Misfits. But then as I started really diving into the music and uh, listening to it and, and deciphering what the drummer was, was, was trying to convey, you know, I really started falling in love with these songs. They were like, wow, these, these melodies are fantastic. And the structuring, and I was able to redefine the drum parts and make it a little more solid, you know, make the parts, you know, flow a little better than they did on the records and, and stuff. And I was able to deliver that live for them. And, uh, and that in turn is exciting. Uh, <laughs> you know, and I enjoy that dead cross. Uh, yeah. that band just lets me, they just, they let me loose. They take my collar off and they say, go Dave, <laughs> just, just play. And, you know, and when we create music, it's like that. I'll, I'll come up with drum beats and patterns that would get tossed to a side by, um, you know, other men, other bands, it wouldn't be welcomed because they can't understand yeah. that rhythm. Yeah. Let's say I come up with this weird, you know, six, eight rhythm pattern or in seven and the, the guitar player will go, Oh no, it needs to be, it needs to be this, this style, you know? So every band has their own little, uh, niche that I love and enjoy. And I wouldn't have chosen to be in the band if they didn't have that, that quality, then that, that characteristic of, of, of uniqueness. It's interesting to hear your insight into joining Misfits because like, I'd imagine that would have been such a, a pressure maybe trying to being so with such a have that band having such a iconic past and image and everything and joining the original members but it seems that for you it's just being a, f a fun a fun project to do because you're rediscovering this band for yourself and not having to live up to your own expectations of what you think the band should have been yeah, I, you're 100% right. And uh, yeah, it was a rediscovery of, of something that was already there. And I, I had heard it just a little bit faint, you know, like through the years, but I didn't dive into it. And I had no choice then to dive into the music. And I, I totally got what they were trying to put out at that time. And, you know, like I said, I, I made sure that I delivered for, uh, you know, Danzig, you know, cause he did say, Dave, he told me that, okay. When him and Jerry, uh, started talking again, I say, okay, we're going to get the band together. I choose the drummer. And Jerry was like, all right, fine. So who is it? It's Dave Lombardo. Oh, I think he's some Italian kid up in New Jersey. <laughs> and, and so, so Jerry only didn't, didn't know me either. You know, he wow. heard a slayer, but really, you know, the drummer is just so, uh, 
it, it was it was funny and he said no he lives in the west coast and he said <laughs> oh okay so i i probably know and jerry said he oh, i probably know another lombardo I, I thought he owned a sandwich shop in Jersey. <laughs> <laughs> no 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 that's so, uh, yeah that's yeah that's unbelievable that he didn't he didn't click straight away no like, it didn't you know so yeah i i, I was able to I was able to deliver for for Danzig and and all the other guys as well. Yeah. So. Yeah. If I was Jerry, uh, yeah, I instantly would have put like I don't know, raining blood on or something like that. And got, well, it's that fella, obviously, isn't it? Come on, yeah. Man. Get it. Yeah, but, but then on, he would have said up. he play he plays too fast. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> He's got to slow down, <laughs> man. Yeah, I get it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's, yeah wow. Good point. Mad. Mad. Yeah. yeah. But, but obviously mentioning Slayer, I mean, Dave, we can't have you on. We're just asking at least one little thing about your time in ah, the band. Here we go. I'm this sorry, is no. when this is when the interview turns to shit. <laughs> I know. I'm He's got to go, boys. He's got to go. He's got to no, go. I, no, but, uh, but no, it's just it's just something because obviously being a, a session like a Connor Grohl, I was just wondering when when you again have times to look back at your whole career. What what's like the kind of your favorite or proudest memory of, of your time in Slayer? Because there's, there's so many little things where people, you know, say that your lineup is up there with the big four of metal bands. And obviously we've talked about you inspiring a whole generation of metal today, but is, is there any just like little things or anything that when you think back of Slayer that your, your fondest memories are? Man, there's, there's many. Okay, you can't you can't deny the fact that Slayer was fucking awesome. Okay, <laughs> correct. We, you know correct. the music, the music that we created was epic, phenomenal. It, it was just uh, it's like a a part of history. You know, obviously now, but you know, for me personally, on a personal level, uh, recording my first song with Slayer, and I was still in high school. I was, I, you know, I think I had just turned 18 or, you know, maybe I was 17, 18 years old. And I graduated in 83 from high school. So June 83, I graduated and I immediately went into the studio and recorded Show No Mercy. And it was released by, by December 83. All right. Wow. That's a proud moment. Yeah. So, I, so I was I, I was a kid, man. Mm. I wasn't even twenty one yet. I couldn't play clubs that were over twenty one. <laughs> so they wow. had to wait, you know. Uh, then, of course, working with uh, with with the legend Rick Rubin. Um, you know, I was uh, I was the one that I heard that a major label was interested in the band, and I was the one that called Def Jam. I called Columbia first and then they referred me when I asked for Rick Rubin, they referred me to, uh, to Def Jam, the Def Jam office on, Elib on Elizabeth street, which I remember, you know, and then everything started falling into place. Rick Rubin bought us out. Uh, we recorded rain and blood, uh, big four moment, you know, that mm. was, that was amazing. Playing the Hollywood Palladium as a hometown home show. And there was a riot. And uh, we had just released, I think, Rain and Blood. There was a riot. They oversold the show. The police, uh, the riot squad appeared. And, you know, they were marching down the street. I'll never forget this. And there was an electrical storm at the, at the time. So wow. all those things falling together, you know. There's just so many. Uh, you know, Slayer does not go 
on, you know, like, I don't know, under the wayside, you know, it's just, it's not something you could just brush away. Yeah. yeah, I'm trying to think how you could get a more perfect show than a Slayer show with a riot, police, <laughs> and an electrical storm. Like, naturally, that's, that's yeah. genius. I would love that. I would love yeah, that. It's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's amazing. You, um, you, you mentioned earlier that, obviously, you get so many requests to work on things. Has there been any bands that you've almost joined or you've been close to playing for with an ex- extended period of time and it just never worked out or, or, or bands you've just right up turned down in the past? Uh, that would be fair for me to talk about the bands <laughs> I've turned down, would it? Come on. Well, you can, if you want. If you want. I'm just saying you can. <laughs> Yeah, and no, no, I mean, with all, all respect with the bands that I, I've had to, you know, turn down, uh, it's because I've had so much on my plate that I, I can't do it, you know, as much as I would love to, you know, it's just, I would, I wouldn't be able to devote the proper amount of time, you know, for their project and, and give it due respect, you know, I, I, I have to limit the amount i i gotta have some time for myself man yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's the thing yeah. yeah and right now right now i'm pushing that peak you know it's like <laughs> ah, you know uh, yeah have you, is there any bands that you yeah yeah you nearly joined or you got asked to that we'd be surprised about mm. is there any oh like- yeah there's there's one that's gonna hit that you're gonna be like what he did what he's doing <laughs> what <laughs> yeah nice. that's that's gonna be the reaction and uh you know and it's a uk band Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah i instantly started looking up and like all the yeah, UK no, bands uh, were there. you're you're not even going to you you can't guess it you, you won't be able to guess it you know, and, and right now it's just, you know, we're, we're just taking one song at a time. Oh. And uh, so we'll see what happens. I'm busting yeah. to know. Well, yeah, uh, you're going to well, be I'll, like. Yeah, when is this? Y- when, when, yeah, when's this come in? When, when, <laughs> when might this? Uh, uh, first, first quarter next okay. year. Cool. Mm-hmm. Ah. Yeah. band. Oh. It's, it's the One Direction oh. reunion, isn't it? Oh, of course it is. It's <laughs> Dave Lombard. One Direction. Yeah. One Direction. You know, the boy band. You know, the boy oh, band One the, Direction. Yeah. Of course. <laughs> of course it is. <laughs> Finally. Do, uh, do you know what? I said to Morgan, for Christmas, my one wish is that Dave Lombardo would do an album with One Direction. And you we are. What a Here time to be alive. <laughs> That's amazing. Well, um, I, yeah, I, okay. I, I hate to spoil your dream, but oh, no. It's, no, it's not One Direction. Oh. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm looking. I'm looking forward to. I'm looking forward to seeing what this actually is, though. You've, yeah, uh, me too. Yeah, no. you've re- me too. No, really. Yeah, I, I can't. I can't wait to hear the final final piece. You know, I I was able to record it in my home studio, and uh, so far, there's I believe two tracks that have been recorded, two or three. And I, I don't know how it's going to be released. I know it's mastering now, but uh, I'm excited because that reaction, you know, from the reaction of what, mm. how, really, yeah. you know, that's what I love. Yeah. yeah. Nice. Yeah. yeah. 
I can't wait to hear it. I'm really, really <laughs> I'm gonna be yeah, I'm gonna be thinking all night now and be like going through every British band that's ever existed yeah. and going, Is it these? Is it these, <laughs> these guys? Yeah, you, yeah. You, you won't be able to I d I don't think it's so left field. You won't be able to to figure it out. I don't think you will. Okay. No. Well, We'll have, yeah. to, I'll have to keep an eye on that, but um, yeah, but yeah, you you will believe me, you'll hear about it. <laughs> oh yeah, well, I'm sure, I'm sure we will. But um, but just just a few thought, uh, just a few more things, Dave, before we let you go. Yeah. I mean, um, one thing we do on this podcast quite regularly is we we love hearing when guests talk about their interactions with their musical heroes and just or people they've been blown away by it on their time on the road or in the industry and everything. But I know for a lot of people, you are that person. I mean there's so many drummers or just bands in general who have had experiences where they've been able to have a conversation with you at, at, at a festival at a show or on a tour wherever i mean flipping it is there any like newer bands or smaller bands or anything that you've been surprised by meeting or just clicked or got along with very well that necessarily you didn't think yeah there's 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 lots of them you know um god i, I can't remember the names but when you're at a festival and you're walking backstage, passing by all the different dressing rooms and, you know, it's, it's outdoor, everybody's hanging out outside and, you know, you, you do stumble across, you know, fans and, and bands that are, uh, you know, respect you and, and like what you do. And, and, and it, also I, I like what they do as well. There was, there was one time and I don't know why when you mentioned, obviously, because I'm in, I'm in the UK right now because I'm talking with you guys. So my mind is over there. Yeah. And yeah, I think it might've been last year, a download festival. You know, I met a couple guys from Combi Christ, the industrial band, mm. and uh, I really enjoy their music. And I met them in passing and I didn't get to see the show, but I met them backstage and they were really cool. And, you know, that was, and, and that happens all the time meeting uh, Bill Ward and mm. he's from the drummer for black Sabbath. And he's, he's, a, he's a sweetheart. He's a great guy meeting an actor like Danny DeVito. Uh, he's, you know, <laughs> I just recently met him, you know, beginning of this year. And, and we sat and chatted for like the longest time. Wow. We were talking about upper body strength and how good that is for you. <laughs> he was talking, asking me about drumming and, and, you know, tips and, and this and that, you know, and, uh, it, it's just, you know, you meet so many great people, you know, I wish at times like that, I'm able to, to, uh, have a little, you know, a little notepad. Ah, yes. Yeah. You know, these were the cool <laughs> yeah. people in, yeah. in, 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 in 2019. Yeah. <laughs> Get the cool people list out. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. The cool people awesome. list. <laughs> awesome. Yeah. But, but with all that as well, I mean, is there any kind of advice you would give to young musicians or, or smaller bands or anything that you think is is so vital but maybe gets overlooked if it's just a, 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 something to do from a playing technique to the business side of it to just continuing through hard times? I, I mean, what, what would Dave Lombardo's biggest piece of advice to anyone really be? You know, it's probably, you know, a um, piece of advice that my dad gave me. And it, it seems to have hold, held, you know, uh, pretty strong through the years because I've been receiving a lot of, I, I've been hearing stories, you know, about me. And, you know, one of them was, 
you know, well, the advice my dad said was like, you know, never think you're better than anyone else. You know, don't, don't be pompous. You know, don't be arrogant. You know, we're, we're all here, you know, just because you have this particular job or whatever, doesn't make you any different. Um, so, you know, I, I've kind of held, held that close to my heart and recently, Oh, what did I do? Oh, there's a book interview that I did uh, it's for, for a Canadian, a Canadian author is writing a story about metal in Toronto and Slayer played one of the very first shows in Canada at this club called Larry's Hideaway. And it was our first time there and everybody was really looking forward to it. And, and the story I heard was from the opening band. And he said, and he said that I said, you don't need to set up in front of my drums. Let me take my drums down. You can use the drum riser. And they were blown away. You know, it's like, what? And, you know, I've done that through the years, you know, where I'm like, yeah, go ahead and use this. Oh, sure. You want to use my symbol? Go ahead. Yeah. You know, I was never arrogant or, or ever said, fuck you or, or anything like that to anybody that needed help, you know? So I, I think that for me, you know, would be uh, important uh, because there's nothing worse than a little arrogant punk walking into a dressing room, not knowing who you are and he's acting like a dick, you know? And, and, and you're like watching this is like, who is this guy? You know, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know, why, why is he acting that way? And, uh, and then later when they meet you and realize who's in the room, they're, uh, you know, their whole demeanor changes. And, and so you, you see that kind of personality. It's like, you know what? Yeah, I, I can't, it's difficult to, to yeah. work with people like that. And, um, what I found is, sure. um, yeah, what I found is the bit is the, the majority of the bigger bands, you know, the massive bands tend because they've done this so long. And like you said, you know, they've grown through it or whatever. Um, they're nicer. And then you always find it's some, well, a lot of the time I found it was like opening bands. You'd find who were the dickhead rock stars then should we say <laughs> um, but yeah yeah um yeah it's true i've never i've never everybody from billy idol to glenn tipton glenn tipton uh <laughs> i was at a festival uh, stage right was crowded because you know johnny depp was on stage playing with the uh, the vampire hollywood vampires Oh, okay yeah and uh, i said you know what i don't want to be here on johnny's side let me go to the other side of the state so i went to the other side and i just stood there next to the monitor engineer and here comes glenn tipton i'm like whoa this is a moment right now and glenn stands next to me and i and all i did <laughs> was just say hey glenn he said, yeah, thank you for everything. That's it. Just, ah, nice. Thank you. Ah, he said, you're awesome. welcome. I, I didn't say who I was. I didn't, hey, I'm Dave Lombardo. I'm the drummer, this and that, you know. No, no, no I was just, just a random dude. And uh, I, I loved it. And uh, that, for me, was more special than asking for a picture, autograph. That was my moment. And uh, I, I really liked that. And, and he was cool, you know. Yeah. Amazing. So. That was amazing. Great. Thank you so, so much. Thank yeah. you for, um, yeah, thank you for giving us your time. Yeah, it's been an absolute pleasure. Um, yeah, well, thing is, 
I was going to do this before you just brought up that Glenn story, because I because uh-huh. I I do it to people whose music I love. But thank uh, okay. you ever so yeah. much for uh, existing, uh, for the music, <laughs> and yeah, for giving us your time right now. This means the absolute world to us. Yeah, and thank you so 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 much for everything. Thank it's you. Been, it's been a, it's been it. a real treat, and uh, yeah, we really appreciate you taking the time. So yeah. thank you so much. You're Dave. welcome, man. It's my pleasure, and. Uh, and besides, there's nothing to do. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, well, welcome, but yeah, yeah. Hey. <laughs> I was just about to say, oh yeah, the podcast's gone very well, and then right at the end, Dave goes, oh, well, I got nothing better to do anyway. I'm totally <laughs> fucking idiots. But yeah, um, yeah. Thank you so much for everything. Um, I really, really appreciate it. This is awesome. Thank you. You're welcome, and uh, you guys be safe out there, and hope to see you soon, man. Can't wait to go back to Europe. Yes! It's my angel of death scream, I was. Oh, uh, I, thought, yes. I thought you just going mad. Well, little column A, little column B, <laughs> to be honest. Um, yes, yes, Y-E-S, that was David, Sir David Lombardo, Lord David Lombardo of Drummington. <laughs> oh, that's the most British thing I've ever said in my life and the fact I said British with you me as yeah, well that's uh, a bit yes bad. this week's guest was obviously the amazing Dave Lombardo you just heard in there well I bloody never absolutely amazing speechless what a guy he was so lovely he was very funny I love how he took it on in his stride he even hit at you with a lot of jokes and yeah, take the piss did, yeah. you forget forget in a word Sean is he a secret member of our Patreon group that I don't know about? I don't because know. Because the I way think he picked it. on me, right? The way he picked on me was prime sapping Patreon group. What a bastard. But also, what an absolute legend and lovely fella. I don't know what... Well, I do know why. It's because I've heard horror stories of Kerry King meeting people and my, my friends meeting Kerry King. So I thought everybody in Slayer would just be... Well, if you listen to the music, you think evil people. Right? Obviously not true, right? But that's what... And I had a friend who went up to Kerry King once and said, Hiya, Kerry. And he went, Out of my way, pussy. <laughs> so I, I was expecting Dave to be like, Who are these namby-pamby shitheads now? Like, see me with my floppy fringe and terrible, terrible lockdown mullet. And I thought he'd just go, Oh, God, what have I let myself into? But he was fantastic. So thank you very much, Dave. If you've listened this far, fair play to you, Dave. Um, (laughs) We appreciate you absolutely massively. You're an inspiration. All of the bands you're in are fantastic. Um, So that's Ray. Um, Well done. But yeah, what a great chat. What a legend. Yeah, he was absolutely amazing. Thank you so much. And of course, the word of the week is flattering, Sean. Flattering. The official word Flattering. of the week. So if you're sharing this on any of your social media platforms, please do put it in your Instagram stories and everything. Hashtag yeah. flattering. Yeah. Get it out yeah, there and let's have a giant yeah, laugh. Do it, huh? <laughs> yeah, definitely do that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, Sean forgot the word for a fucking change. All right. Oh, Ooh, yeah, 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 well, yeah. yeah but, but as also remember that new <laughs> Mr. Bungle record is available now for you to purchase and stream. I'd love to see it's them. It's fucking mad. I'd it's love, fucking mad. I'd love to it's see brilliant. it be performed live one day, especially with oh. Dave, Scott Ian, and Mike Patton. If Mike Patton's listening for some strange reason, <laughs> hit us up because Sean would cry tears on the podcast. Um, 
With a heartbeat. It'd be very record. strange. It would. Yeah, it but would you'd be love very, it. very strange. Oh, I'd love it. Yeah, I don't know if he'd love it. I don't know how long he'd last, but it would be me going, Oh, right, um, Oh, um, Epic's good. Oh, Gentle Art of Making Enemies, one of my favourite songs. Yeah, I just turned into a little um, fanboy, I suppose, which is rare for me. So, um, mad, isn't it? Isn't it mad? It just six degrees of separation. Is Dave Lombardo from Slayer? That's Dave Lombardo from Slayer. Michael Patton. It's just there. It's just we need that. Oh, Dave, yeah. give me a word. Give him a push, Dave. Give him a push. Slide in the text. Slide in the text. But um, yeah, no, literally every band is being it. Like it's just hard to just imagine the amount of iconic moments he has created over those years and the legendary bands he's being in. Like I love that chat about the Misfits because that band is such. One that even influenced well generations of acts, both image-wise and musically, and everything like that. So yeah, it's just it's just nice that after all these years, Dave is trying new things, pushing the boundaries, and uh, getting out there, laying down some sick beats. Oh, <laughs> I, I hate. Uh, I know. What I, a term. I, I, sick. I, have you written that down? Did you no, read I that? didn't. I that just uh, that just flew. I'm very disappointed uh, in myself. Yeah, you've. Oh. Uh, he likes American things. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna start calling him Texas Morgan, Tex boy, because he likes American things. <laughs> Sick beats, bro. Um, oh. Yeah. Well, well um, yeah. If you've enjoyed this podcast, um, think about letting us know at Sapling Pod on Twitter and Instagram. Or if you've got any ideas how to make this podcast better, if you write Fire Sean. I will be fucking blood red mad, right? So do not write that. But yes, at Sapnipod, at S A P P E N I N P O D, at S A P P E N I N P O D, on Instagram, Twitter. Let us know. Give us a follow. Also, share, rate, and subscribe where you can to the podcast Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Podbean, Acast, obviously the best. Um, Google Podcasts. Um, we're on them you all. You know, all of the... We're yeah, on them all. Yeah, all of, <laughs> yeah, we're on them all somehow. Um, so, yeah, give us a follow. Please rate us where you can. Please rate us as best you can. I know it's funny to have a go at Sean and joke about, mm. but we need those ratings to be yeah, good, so please do. do. Every one of them would help very, very much. And if you look back through the past 115 other episodes, there's a whole different selection of guests for you to dive into and hear their stories too. From heavy metal to pop punk, alternative emo, there's actors, there's wrestlers, all sorts. So please come and have a laugh with us and let us make you smile during these weird, weird times. Yes, and if you enjoy two or more episodes... Right, that's my new thing now. If you listen to, if you've enjoyed two or more episodes, please think about supporting the boys at patreon.com forward slash happening. Completely up to you how little or how much you give, but all is appreciated and all goes back into keeping us alive and putting this podcast out each and every week. 116 bloody weeks in a row now. Jesus Christ. Sorry to any Christians. Yeah, also. and if you sign up as well, there's a host of extra bonus content you can experience from playlists to bonus episodes, mad ramblings of us too. And as I said earlier, get to meet your new best friends in a wonderful, wonderful community. 
And speaking of that community right now, if you head over to the description of this episode, there's loads of names in there that we would like to thank and really show our appreciation for all the support. But Sean is going to now read out the elite members of those top tiers. They've probably changed their names to some funny things like they try to do every week, but we'll see what happens now. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Thank you very much to Kylie Wheeler, Mayumi Leeway, Mitch Perry, Emma Barber, Kelly Young. Dilly wants to build a snowman. She wants to go and play with Horrific Roshan and Adam Driver for a birthday. I know who Adam Driver is. He's um, the not very good looking fella from Star Wars, isn't he? But I don't know who the other fella is. Do you? No, I might be a lady. Might be a lady. I, I don't know. I, I'm not. I'm not aware. But Adam Driver. Adam Driver's all right looking. Like where? You, let's move on. Anyway, thank you very much to Nathan Crawshaw, Michael Engler, who's got some new glasses that look very nice. Ooh. Thank you very much, Liam Conley, Paul Urshfield, Kelly Irwin, Dana, Sean Willie Be My Valentine, Lasnova, Janelle Caston, Scooby Drew Styles, Kat Besson, Sammy G, Lord Tom, Lucas Adian. Lucas Zaden, Ton of Vans, Armandine Urbano, Tony Michael, Shani Meyer, Boxer Anderson, Amy Campion, Johnny Phillips, Lord Scott, Tetley Teton of Adidas, Bert, Dan Gies, thank you very much for joining the Patreon, Simon Amos, Kat Stevenson, Jenny Sexy Boy Munster, Martina McManus, Danny Eaton, Erin Howard, Emily Senegals, Lucy Diaz, John and Emma, Becky Andy, Jenny Robertson, Louis Cook, Marcy Jacobson, Jason O'Reddy, Lord Craig Coffeyton of RST Boots Harris, Caroline Robinson, Sandra Kuacher, Kelly Emma Cannon, James McNaught, Kevin Clark, Carl Pendlebury, Livy Cropper, Tallulah Grant, Stuart McNaught, Lydia Henderson, Sharif Awadali, Chris Howard, I, Sean Smith, on this Valentine's Day, must admit my undying love for Ollie Amesbury and Mo Dick. <laughs> Sappy Valentine's Day, I love Katrina Robinson, Jacob Turner, is it Theresa May? <laughs> I don't know Josh you don't hear the name Lance much these days but in medieval times they used Lance a lot 
Crespi. Ah. Crespi. Alice Wood. And last but no means least, King of the Goths, Adam Parslow. Yes. Check out, check out Adam Parslow's band, The Nightmares, by the way. Fantastic. Very good band. Very, very good band. But yes, thank you so much to everyone involved in our Patreon community. You helped this thing go in and we love you more than anything you can possibly imagine. That's patreon.com forward slash sapfin. Um, but while we're on the subject, I want to give two uh, big shout outs to members of our Patreon. Uh, firstly is the amazing Tim Watley, because this week yes. he told us that he's got the all clear and is 100% yeah. cancer free after a very long battle. So massive congratulations to him. That's hell hell of a feat fair play yes great to hear so so happy yes for you. fantastic um yeah congratulations tim i really wish i had air on siren i really ah! yes nice one tim um yeah absolutely chuff for you brother um let's all stay positive and um yeah push through thank you very much for being part of the page john but thank you very much for staying strong and sharing your story with us because we've obviously followed it for um, a while and it absolutely is the best news ever. So thank you very much, Tim Watley. Congratulations, Tim Watley. Onwards and upwards. Hopefully we can all get in the field soon and have a laugh. That would be amazing. Yes, yeah, sending all, all our love to you, Tim. Thank you so, so much for being a part of the family. And quickly, I just wanted to say a shout out to Josh Crisp, who made a very funny joke there. Um, he does a mental health blog called Boys Don't Cry. Sean has previously done an interview with him on the blog. And this week he did a little chat with me. Me. so if you fancy oh. some light reading um over the week go and check that out that boys don't cry blog um check your social media pages or give me a follow at mhrichards underscore to oh. check out what i've been up to and links for everything Jesus as well Christ. cheeky plug yeah. cheeky cheeky plug um is there anything else you would like to mention sean before we wrap this thing up no, I don't do any solo advertising. That's not my style. Do you not? Um, what about, I'm, not I'm not one of them. What about, that, of them band, what about says, that band, Raiders Band UK, that are quite good? You've got a few songs out on all the streaming platforms and um, nah, like to nah, riff. Nah, I wouldn't do it. You won't catch me. I'm not one of them scum who, who shouts his own stuff out. <laughs> um, thanks, everyone, for listening to this. That's happening pod on Twitter and Instagram. Don't find me on social media. I don't like being followed. Wow. And uh, yeah, see you all next week. Dave Lombard, don't mind. And next week, we'll be back with a worldwide exclusive. 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 That's all we can say on there right now. But if you want to find out earlier, patreon.com forward slash Sapnin. See, that's a plug I can get on board with. (laughs) Tidy Sapnin. You're listening to Sablin Podcast with Sean Smith and Morgan Richards. Thank you very much for downloading this podcast or streaming it or I don't I don't know what else you do with podcasts. Um, thank you very much. <laughs>